just got done with the school mass, and it's always awkward when we're talking about virgins and marriage and everything like that with school children because they have the perception, as, as many do, that all marriages are wonderful and great, except, God forbid, that they're from a broken home. But we know even, even in the wonderful marriages, affliction comes with marriage. Uh, we who are uh, committed to the Lord, we have our own afflictions, but uh, that's our own afflictions that we don't share with somebody else. Uh, those that are married have to share, and sometimes the affliction is the other, other spouse. And I'm trying not to be facetious because that's real. Uh, a religious sister from uh, um, Marshall, um, I forget her her baptismal name, Sister Halel, uh, uh, when her sister was married, wrote a letter because she wasn't able to be there and said to her sister that she's embracing the most cherished cross by getting married. And I think I love that image. Uh, and sometimes when we have the idea that marriage is all... Um, Rain, rainbows and lollipops. Of course, you don't have that, or maybe you do, and that's why you're a religious sister, not really. Uh, when we have that idea, though, um, we need somebody like St. Paul telling us, wait a minute, stop, reflect. And I think that's the same kind of, kind of theme we have in today's gospel passage. In fact, I just asked the kids, well, what comes to mind when you think, whoa? And uh, somebody said, sheep. And I went, hmm. Sheep. Um, why? Well, sheep have wool. No, sheep have wool. Her, the teacher corrected. <laughs> oh, okay. But I think of a horse. Whoa! Right? Stop. And while it's not the same thing, of course, there is uh, an element of having to stop when Jesus tells us whoa, when when anyone tells us whoa, w o e. It's it's to be cautious, to to pay attention. But really, I think we ought to stop and reflect. There's something here. And Jesus today in this gospel passage is, uh, according to St. Luke, of course, we know Matthew's gospel, uh, he heightens and he spiritualizes the Beatitudes and he gives eight of them. But Luke only gives four, and then he gives the four woes as the opposite, as reminder. And so many of these uh, woes are things that we as a nation need to pay attention to. After all, we're among the the richest, even the poorest among us in our nation in the United States are among the richest in the world. We can't tell that to certain groups, otherwise they'll they'll, they'll call us liars or whatever, but we know that's true. uh, um, We are probably the most fed. In fact, we're we're so well fed that we're wasteful. We waste uh, a largest percentage of food in the world among uh, among our nation. We have entertainment galore, anything at our fingertips, anything that would uh, tickle the senses and delights. We have so much to be happy about, so much to be, uh, that we can find worldly happiness in. And for the most part, we like it when people talk well of us, don't we? As a nation, as a world. In fact, the, uh, again, not to get political, but some would suggest that's the reason we need to reject a certain uh, politician is because of the reputation he has. I don't know. I haven't had a chance to confirm, but just saw a little note that that certain politician is nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. And yet our nation says how horrible he is. When we focus on all these good things that we think surround our life, Jesus would tell us, whoa, stop, pay attention. 
because they take our attention off what really ultimately matters. We have everything satisfied, or our minds, our bodies, or our souls, or we think are satisfied. But the satisfaction is short-lived, isn't it? After all, most of us probably have breakfast this morning, and in a little bit, most of us will probably have lunch. We're never quite fully satisfied. And even if we were, we were going to have supper or in, in a day or two or three or four, depending on how long we can fast, we're going to have another meal. But if we're hungry, if we're poor and recognize that poverty, if we're, we are sad and in uh, dire straits or aware of our own uh, um, emotional poverty, and when people don't speak so well of us, we become more aware of God. I think that's what St. Paul is warning those that are married and unmarried. See, when we're married, we think everything is going to go well. We have everything we need, every need satisfied. But when we're not, we need to rely on the Lord. You need to rely on the Lord. I need to rely on the Lord. Whether we're married or not, we need to. And we have that reminder constantly. These Beatitudes remind us that it's not what we have or don't have, but rather the attitude we have. Do we recognize the Lord nourishing us, loving us, giving us everything we need, our own dependence upon him? Or are we self-independent, that we think we have everything we need, not aware that it's God who met that need?